0: You're here for Nasika Nightly Podcast, where thoughts meet expression and the world around us gets analyzed with humor, honesty, and a whole new perspective. This is Nasika Nightly Podcast with your host, Nasika Aliman Listen, I never get used to it. I never get used to it. Oh my gosh, my side, my side. How's everybody doing tonight? proper greetings again my side welcome back oh god oh god we can't wait we can't wait season finale and that was say. oh my gosh oh my gosh oh how far we've come eh this is about to be the second to last time i will be saying this for this season okay okay you want to ready your nerves nasika you want to tone it down a bit, okay? Let's let's try again, shall we? Shall we? Proper greetings again, my side. Welcome back to another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast. As usual, it is I, your amazing host, Nasika Aliman herself. And remember, over on this side, I aim to do what? To discuss and analyze different topics in our society as we try to look at them from a whole new perspective. That's right. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling very, 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 very good about this episode. I'm feeling very, I don't know, confident. Because, you know, promise made, promise kept. Someone asked for this, people asked for this, and here I am delivering it. You know, uh, I feel very, 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 very confident. Baya, 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 confident. (laughs) I've been watching Turkish series, and so, you know, every now and again... A phrase comes into my brain. I'm like, oh, I remember that from that show. I told you guys in the last episode, I feel like I'm ready for love. It probably has something to do with the Turkish series I've been watching. Oh, I can't function. But yes, all has been going well, except, except for the news that has been rocking our nation. Except for the news that has been crippling our nation. The increased murders. The gruesome murders, the attacks, the killings—I must admit—yesterday was my day off, and I don't think I, I can't imagine a better day off for a journalist than yesterday. I hated reading those headlines after headline. It was just a scroll after scroll, and you know I'm never one to side with politicians. Because I personally don't like to hear them speak, I like to see them act, I like to see them work, and so I personally never never side with politicians, but you know, Prime Minister was right, he was right he, when he said it was an attack on our nation, it really was, it was an attack on our nation, I believe, because it threatened what I would consider, consider our safety, not just our safety in terms of physical safety and it threatened our mental safety, No, scroll after scroll, it does something to you. And I saw someone on Twitter saying the news, and if you don't know what news I'm speaking about, it was the killing of the woman and her four children, of which her youngest daughter is two years old. And he killed them by slashing their throats. I'm sorry to be the one to continuously bringing this up, but to home, we couldn't even sleep last night. But I saw someone on Twitter, he said... He wasn't rattled by the news. It did nothing to him. And that is what he was worried about. The fact that this has become so normalized and entrenched in our society that it didn't even shake him. He heard about it and he said, whoa, damn. And then he just kept on scrolling. And that's when he said, no, wait. Have you processed that headline? Have you fully digested the depths of what is going on in our society? But I think it speaks so much to our generation and 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 the nation in general getting so used to the idea of this type of crime getting so used to you know this no i will admit i've seen headlines before that were dark and i have scrolled but this one no, this one, especially because the comment section has no regard for, I'd say, human life. That we speak about it as if it's something, and it is fickle. But we, we speak about it as if it's not something, to be to be to be acknowledged or something to be wary of. It's a sensitive subject. We not speak about it in that regard. We just speak, and so some of the comments I was see I was seeing, which I will not be, re- uh, you know, repeating, or restating they were dark, them dark. And, and and that added to me being twisted is enough. And so today I'm going into work or you guys would have been seeing this in the night. Yes, because it is Wednesday. It's my first time actually recording this late. But, but yes, I had to get this out. But so yes, I'll be going to work today, tomorrow and the rest of this week. And I can only imagine, I can only imagine the environment because I don't know what's worst. Having a newsroom that's crying about this that's you know shaken by this that's not having a good day or having a newsroom that's filled with professionals who have gotten used to this I don't I i haven't decided what's worst like what would be worse if I walk into the newsroom and we're all laughing and having a good day that would make me like whoa this is the definition of we move you know what I mean as opposed to me walking in and everybody feels long and I'll be like, uh, so this liquid will do the same way like me, right? Yeah, this no this no nice. I don't know. And then as a nation, how do we move forward? Even if you catch this guy, God forbid knock wood, but who's to say this won't happen again soon? Who's to say this won't happen again? And this one wasn't a domestic uh dispute, but but, but we've had several of those ending in gruesome murder. Like, to what extent is it enough? Because for me, I've drawn the line years ago, and yet here we are. And so I, I think even coming on the heels of of me speaking about poor parenting, you know, she was a mother with four children. and then and then the father for one of those children, and I'm being told he's a stepfather for the others, like what is he supposed to do now? You just took his entire family. Listen, I, so, so, so we're gonna, we're gonna try to dive into poor parenting as the episode title, poor parenting extended, cause I've done one before. And if you haven't listened to that, you can go and listen to it. Cause I'll just be adding to that. Um, but it won't get lighter. I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell you that this, I would consider this to be a very dark episode, but I do realize that my side loves when I get dark. Like when I'm happy and positive and go lucky, I don't know how you all sense it, but you lot sense it indeed. You lot definitely do not, you know what I mean, like tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to check out this podcast. And so going off of that, going off that alone, you know what I'm saying? Um, We're going we're gonna to keep it dark because I do want you to tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And I think it's very important that that we have this conversation, and so I'm saving the the pity and the sadness for for the newsroom I'm walking into today, and I'm praying for guidance, listening to that mother cry. it really does break the strongest of men. it really does it really rattles you, and I've never want to watch those videos like. Murders, sadness I is enough. I can't, but I, I, I couldn't help it. I scrolled on what I would have considered a safe space. I scrolled on TikTok, and there it was—just the video with you know the mother crying and 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 saying, you know, stop videoing, stop taking pictures, stop recording. And I think that was very insensitive of people to just be doing that at a time like this—to just be recording and taking pictures. That was weird. Um. But, but, and and when you look at that, when you look at the love of a parent, because even though we're here to speak about poor parenting, there are, and let me preface this by saying, there are parents who loves, and when I say love, I mean they move the world for their children to be happy. They move the world to ensure their children's or child's smiles. They move the world to make their dreams come true. They support their children they are there for their children unapologetically, they love them to the moon and back. It's a thing. It's it's a thing. And you know where I realize that as well? CVM newsroom. That's right. My my newsroom. I'm surrounded yet again by people who have parents who love them. As in they can relate to that. And, and so when we speak about poor parenting, we're talking about the fraction of those who don't because it's not all of them and as I always say it's never all of anything where there are billions of us here it's never oh everybody does this oh everybody does that no it's never that so we're speaking about a fraction of them and I also want to add that while we are speaking about a fraction of them out of that fraction again you know some of them had their, their their reasons. Some parents still aren't aware that they're poor parents. Some parents still aren't, you know, just just admitting of the fact that they've damaged their child or that they've, they, they ruined their childhood and, you know, have sent their child on a path of healing. Some parents still don't acknowledge that as yet. Some parents have yet to come to terms with just how horrible they were. And, you know, it feels weird speaking so freely because there is not a handbook given in this instant where you could say, okay, you know, they knew to do this and yet they didn't. Some parents really offer the bare minimum. But no, some parents really offer the bare minimum because, you know, they felt as though that was all that was needed. And so, of course, me being me, I'm here to, to just completely dismantle. That perspective, especially given the fact that my generation is at that age where we are having children, and by we, I do mean y'all. I mean y'all indeed. You guys are at that age where you're having children, you're starting families, and I think it's important for us to heal. And so, my biggest advice if I could speak to my parents back then, and when it comes down to poor parenting again, let me just say again. We're not speaking about financial poor parenting. We're not talking about that, like people who have been down on their luck and they can't afford any money, to to give you the best life. It's not about financially, not not being a, a rich parent. It's not it's not about financial gains. You know, poor parenting is about how they raised you, not how their pockets raised you, not how they struggled to 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 financially you know, compensate or financially make up for, it's not about that, it's about how they raised you emotionally, physically, strictly, you know what I mean, like without care, this, that, that and the third, that's what it's about, All right, and so if I had to give advice to, you know, parents who are raising their children, no, because sad to say what I feel like if you were raised by a poor parent, for the most part, the deed has been done, there's no going back, so, so for us, big tough turbit, like we, at this gigantic age, at this Jurassic age, um, it's too late. For, I'd say it's too late for that. And so we can only focus on healing, right? But a word of warning, I'd say, I'd give to to parents, my age or parents nowadays who are you know new to parenthood and they haven't yet started laying that foundation that could, in turn, alter the 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 reality of you know the child's life. I'd say. Hmm. see your child as an individual see your child as a person first see your child as their own being as opposed to seeing your child as as an extension of yourself as opposed to seeing your child as you know something to be controlled and contained and something to water down and something to, to be little and something that you want because you want your child to mirror you you want your child to reflect all your deeds you want your child to 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 you know be in your image but it's also coming with accepting that especially in time that child will come to be and identify and do what they were as them as an individual and that that sense of control does daunt that child's pers- perspective. It daunts that child's life. The man that just walked past him. And reached the far up the hill. Mighty God. But you know it does affect them. Not seeing a child as an individual. And some mood that's a gaping like a freedom. You know. Not too much. And this is what I was speaking about in poor parenting. The first one. You know. Not too. You know I give them too much. I'll admit that. You don't want to give your child too much freedom. Because that can also be considered as poor parenting. I think children should be supervised to an extent. When you start forcing your way of life down their backs and down their throats, I think we've gone too far. You know so? Eh? You don't when you when you when you and it's not just that when they start when they get to an age where they start deciding what they want for themselves and you try to shut it down because I never saw you want the them come out. You know feel like that's weird. For example Parents, and I'll go a little more in-depth in this one. Parents who judge their child based on their career path, you know? Like, oh, me and the three generations before me were doctors, so now you'll be a doctor. That type of pressure, you know what I mean? That type of pressure does something to the child. Because here they're growing, living their lives to please you. and, and, And speaking as a form of people pleaser, it gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. Because... And it's funny because parenting is actually what forced me into people pleasing. But it also broke me out of people pleasing. Because I realized it will never be enough. Oftentimes you realize it with those parents. It will never be, be enough. I'll never actually do something and you'll say, ah, my child. Oh, you've pleased me today and you're happy. Never. It's always that condescending, looking down on oh how you you know oh how you are never enough i knew you wouldn't do it it's always that frowned face and let me tell you people pleasing it's never good you will get nothing out of it except depression anxiety except just constantly not being sure of self and looking to, to make people smile it does nothing for you It does absolutely nothing for you. And, you know, I'll preface this. I I need to stop saying preface. But, actually, I will preface my next thought by saying, I do believe it is important to realize that sometimes we compare tragedies. We're like, okay, come on now. If this is what you're considering, poor parenting, you want to know what other people go through. I'll put that out by saying this. You know what I mean, my side? I'll say, you know, I believe... If I walk into a hospital with a broken foot, I mean, my leg is... My my foot, the bone in my foot, mash up, right? Broken. And I sit on the same bench as someone who has recently broken every bone in their body. And so they're in cast head to toe. That don't make my broken foot hurt no less. That does nothing for my broken foot. I still feel pain in that leg. Hello, doctor, help. Like... And so I don't. I I no longer believe in comparing tragedies because different people hurt differently. So when I'm speaking about emotional damage, I don't expect people who are like, oh, but I was assaulted by my father. So if that's all they were coming with with what you're complaining about, I would have been okay. No, Muma, no Muma. You wouldn't because if you were assaulted by if if you weren't assaulted by your father and you had emotional damage. It would still hurt because you wouldn't have known what it felt like to have been assaulted. You know what I mean? And not to come w- with a, a don't care or, you know, an, an an unempathetic attitude towards the conversation of assault. Because it's never that. I am forever empathetic. But I'm just saying, let's not ever compare situations. Because sometimes you're going through things and you're like, oh, this is not that sad. You know, this is not that bad compared to what people are going through. No, your broken foot hurt. It hurts. And if you were in a full body cast, it would hurt. And if you just simply got a cut, it would have hurt. Like pain is pain. And I think it's coming from that that uh that parents don't realize as well just how much they've left us in the road. Because what you mean by you're sad? I fed you, I clothed you. You know what I mean? You lived under my roof. Okay, you did the bare minimum. And I don't think parents realize as well that it's what's expected of them. Like, let me clap a fish for swimming. While I am grateful, don't, don't get it misconfused. While I am misconfused. Anyways, while I am grateful for all that you've done for me. I am. It speaks wonders to your character. And I'm, I'm able to look at you in a whole new light. Big up you. But it was what you were expected to do. I wasn't asked to be here. And yet here I am. Do you know what I that's like me me going to get a visa, for example, right? And they say, Oh, God forbid knock good. But they say, you know Nasika, Miss Alliman, unfortunately at a day like today we're not going to be able to grant you said visa um today. You could try again another time. And I say, What you mean by you can't grant me no visa? After I'm out there I kill people. After I'm not smuggling no drugs. You weren't supposed to. I don't understand. I don't understand. You are supposed to be smuggling weed and killing people. That doesn't mean you deserve a visa. You see what I mean? Like, now you've done all these good things, good for you for being a good parent the way you should have been. But how is how is that something that I should be being like, well, you know, you know, you've stressed me out. You've completely dismantled my self-esteem because you a little more me, me can't can wear you've constantly called me fat you've belittled every opinion i've ever had and so now i have problems speaking all publicly now i have problems you know with confidence now i have problems with surety. now i'm 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 emotionally dependent or i'm too emotionally dependent independent and so no, I have you know p- problems with connecting with people. I have problems with loyalty. I have problems with trust because at the morning, the money the more you constantly take from me. No, that's not coming from a personal side. I'm just saying I know it happens. But I'm saying I'm constantly you know in doubt. I'm constantly waiting on the the, the, the hammer to drop. I'm constantly waiting on you to beat me. I'm 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 you're so you were such a strict parents parent that no, I find myself you know. Going above and beyond just to see if I could get away with this, and but you know what? Let's forget about that. You gave me food, massa. Massa gave me food, y'all. How could I ever, ever look back? There's no going back for me. How could I ever look at me and say I would be ungrateful? Master has given me clothing. Must what is wrong with you? No, no, no. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with, with 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 parents who have that perception? Because I can be grateful and still realize, as an individual, that I wanted more. And wanting more is one thing, but sometimes you're not wanting too much. So I I don't feel greedy for. And then when you look at people who, not to compare. Cause it really is the the killer of it, all joy, but when you look at people who you know Father's Day recently gone, and it's funny that this should come on the heels of Father's Day with my fatherless self. But you know when you see people posting their grandfather, and it goes generations, you know generations of those good people. You see them posting them uncle, their fathers, their grandfather, great grand, like you have great grand at this age. You know what I mean? And you see that it could have happened. You see that it was possible for you to have a family. You see that it was possible indeed for you to be around people who love you. I saw a TikTok. The girl was saying, I have nobody to call on. Listen to me no man. For so long, I felt like it was just me. She said, I have nobody to call on. Like If I get stuck here, I have no one who I can call on and say, hey, help me here. Like, hey, you know... I got fired and so and I don't have, you know, any money for rent. Can you help me? Nobody, especially not without feeling that guilt and that burden. When you look at how you raised children to feel alone in this society, poor parenting extends past just physical harm. It extends past just mental hurting. It, it, it affects an individual. That's why I said you have to perceive your child. The thing you hold in your arms as a youngin. You have to perceive that individual as something that will grow up to be their own person. And here's why I don't want my child to be an identical replica of me. Rani, my side. Are you, are you listening? I don't want my child to be an exact replica. Of me because I'm broken. I am broken. And and and, and that is not no that is not me being like, Oh God, y'all need to help me. It's too late, I fear. No. That's me letting you know that I know that I'm broken. And that I'm finding it hard not to judge an entire generation, but I'm finding it hard to find one person my age who isn't. I'm finding it hard to find one person my parents' age who isn't. Because crackery are crackery. And whether you have one cracker or you're completely shattered, you're still broken. You see what I mean? Like PCA, chip off. And so I can only hope that my child would be better than I am. But some parents, bad mind, no? I could talk about it. I could talk about it indeed. Some parents are well done. Some parents feel as though because of what they have given to you, because of what they've done for you, they are owed. And so instead of them giving you that helping hand, instead of them forwarding you that success, instead of them allowing you that period of growth, when you have grown, now they see it as something that is a stepping stone for their success. So them try to take it back. Do you understand? I have a friend, she can never, and I want you to listen closely to what I'm saying in my side, because me, I get upset in here. She can never say no to her appearance. I just made a silence here, run a little bit. She can never say no if she there in England, if she there in Canada, if she at world Europe, if she's in Australia and her mother calls her and says come home no. Yes, Mummy. And she has to leave what she's doing. No. To go be by her mother. Fear mother. Ask her to pass the TV remote. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I know a child who she's living with her parents in her parents' house. Both her parents are working. Both her parents don't have any other children. She's the only child. And she pays rent in her parents' house. And why? You're asking yourself why? Because every information, every detail matters. Why does one pay rent in their parents' household, you might wonder? You're not ready for this, my side, I assure you. They say it's because they want to teach her financial independence. They want to teach her how to be a woman. In this economy, in this economy... And the stipend with the girl I get. You want to teach her financial independence. You don't feel like you could have done that by know, opening a joint bank account with her. And making sure that she has saved. You don't feel like that, that could have been done? Huh? You don't feel like that that was something that's more realistic. Something that would have added towards her as a child. As an individual growing up. You don't feel like in the young age of 23... Your child could be better off had she not been paying you rent. Don't upset me. Don't provoke me. Okay. And and I could tell you countless stories like this, my side. We're, we're parents who, I'm going to say they have it made. I mean, they have it made. And what do they do? They send their child to take out student loan to go to university. A university career choice, might I add, that they send the child on. You see where me I go? You see where me I come from? Is what I'm saying? Student loan. And so now when that child is finished, and the child starts working, the child now has a loan to pay back, all in the name of financial literacy. What even is that? And sometimes as parents, and again, I'm speaking to the children who experience this, but more specifically to the young adults who are about to have children as their own, of their own. Sometimes, you look into life and you're saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do for my child to show them life. Please, say it out loud to a room full of people. And if you, if you hear a yes from that room full of people, find a different room. Just to make sure, say, your brain isn't working overtime to destroy the livelihood of an individual you're about to raise. please. Because sometimes you're like, no, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to show them life. I'm going to show my child how to live life this way and I'm going to mash up the pit of them. That's all you're doing, just destroying them. And you know, I'll tell you what too. As I spoke about strict parents not too long ago, I will tell you what. I know of a story. I'll be a story, I know of a story. The father grilled everywhere around the house and he took the key with him to work every day. Right, And the reason why he did this was because he didn't want his daughter to find a man. He didn't want her to get a boyfriend or or make friends with the wrong company. And so naturally, instead of speaking to her and saying, Hey, daughter, this is what it is. This is where we're at. This is how we do it. This is how this goes. Here's to, here's what to avoid. Men will come and they'll only want sex. Here's to try to weed out what they really want. How about you wait? Hey, daughter, sit down. Let's have a conversation. It's all right, all right, all right, all right. He grill up the other walk with the key. You know what he came home earlier than usual and unexpectedly saw? He saw his daughter having sex through the grill. That's right. The boy came. He pushed his thing through the thing. And she lifted her skirt and aimed her thing at the thing. And the thing did the thing with the thing. And before you know it, things were happening. That's what he came home and saw. Eh? So strip parenting doesn't actually do anything. But I won't dive into that because we know The only person, the only people who don't know this are strict parents. Because we actually generally know that strict parenting does nothing at all. It renders useless to raising children. Because apart from raising children who will only find ways to be disobedient just because you said they shouldn't. Outside of that, you'll raise children who are are not self-aware. They're not self-certain they're people pleasing they 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 exist just to please you you know they have no assurity into who they are they they aren't aware people they aren't people who can carry a conversation without looking around and wondering what is it my parents would want me to think what would they want me to say just to avoid a beating and I couldn't touch on how pointless beating your child is or how the generations below me would probably beat me right now if they could. But I couldn't, I couldn't stress it enough. It's the most pointless thing, physically harming your child. It does nothing except to let them resent you. And what's funny about poor parenting is, oftentimes, we grow old enough around said parents to experience them becoming our children and experiencing them wanting to communicate with us. And not knowing how to do that because they've never done it before, but requiring us to have effective communication. We've experienced it long enough to have them now rely on us after having 20 odd years of them being the most unreliable things on this planet. We're now experiencing them being needy. Them all of a sudden, what do to me being workless? We're not gone, remember? But it walk less ananana, you some fool ain't like deal with me and you don't like being around me and if you could help you wouldn't ask me for anything. What happened to that? I just woke up one day and here you are now, constantly in my face, asking for one thing or the other. What happened to me being a fool? Remember? How you oh, you, you you couldn't stand me? And I reminded you so much of my dad. Where, where did that go? Oh how you 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 detested my presence because I remind you so much of my mother. what happened to that? No, all of a sudden, I'm something you need. Something you 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 don't want to see move out. Something you want to talk to all the time. We don't want to talk to, no. Don't you get it? You've broken us. And so now, when you see us, because now, you know, our, chances are your child has grown into something sensible, has made a name for themselves, a future for themselves, despite this crippling economy, We're not bad off in terms of education, in terms of job, in terms of career, right? We're something you could boast and brag to to your friends. No, because you see that, you think we see something to have and to hold. We don't see that. All we see is all the years of torment you've put us through and the mental sanity we're trying to hold on to now that we're older to realize we deserve better, come out of our face. And people might look at this and say, oh, you're so harsh to your parents. And that brings me to what I would consider my final perspective. And ironically enough, my final perspective is the perspective I I initially started off with. I've recorded a full episode for my episode two. My second episode, which would have been, you know, after my introduction and everything. So this would have been my first thought. I recorded the episode and everything, my side. I did record the episode and, and everything, okay? But I didn't publish it because I, I, I deleted it. I was like, no, you know, me can't, me don't know. Maybe I was not at that level of growth yet. Maybe I was just feeling what I was saying was stupid. But it, my final perspective, I think it's very funny that it goes circle back to what my first perspective was. And it's this. The perspective is this. Are our parents aware that they're poor parents? Did they do the best they could? That's very important to ask yourself, you know. Because hurt people hurt people. And damage to people can only do damage. If they haven't done the healing, if they haven't done the self-reflecting, if they haven't done the self-analyzing. Because if you give me a child right now, at where I am in my life right now, I don't foresee everything I know and everything I'm aware of in terms of how to be a better parent i don't foresee being the best parent right now and so sometimes i in order for me to sleep i tell myself it's not personal you know they didn't decide okay i know who this girl is going to grow up to be i know who this girl is going to is going to become in life And so I'm going to ruin her and do everything I can to make her life and her existence hard. And then when she grows up and finally realizes what I've done, I'll never apologize and I will never apologize. But I'll become friendly and let her realize that, you know, if she does need me, I'm here. Now, I know she'll probably never do it because I have ruined her. But I'll at least make an attempt. That way, when I scandal her for leaving the house, when I scandal her for rarely speaking to me, I can have some truth to it that I've become friendly. And yet there she went, leaving me behind after all my sacrifices. I think it was just when you take one day at a time, eventually 20 years has, has passed. Eventually 20 years have passed. And when you're taking one day at a time, you're not realizing the, 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 the future that you're affecting. That you're altering. That you're changing. You know? The course of action you're putting in place today. You run me like dog today. Tomorrow you call me fat. Tomorrow you belittle me. Tomorrow you take the money. Tomorrow you lie on me. Tomorrow you beat me. The day after that. You I you, you me, I go. Before you know it, it's been 15 years. And you, you don't realize that chances are it might be late. And so I'm wondering... Are they aware of that? Because it takes a lot for you to sit down and be like, whoa. You know, I agree with my child. I was a little rough and a little hard. Less. I know for a fact I could count on my hand. Five parents right now. Yeah, that's right. I said five. Five parents right now who not only are they not aware, they will never be aware. They'll never look at life and say, oh, you know what? I did this. I messed you up. I'm sorry. And sometimes that conversation can go so far to the betterment of a relationship. That conversation can go so far towards us moving on and healing. But they'll never do it. They'll never do it my side. They'll never say, "Hey, tell me how you feel." They're gonna tell us, to "Say a lie, you're wicked." You're ungrateful, you're undeserving after all the sacrifices they've made. And to an extent, for some parents, I could get where they're coming from. Because they were were handed such an unfortunate hand. You know what I mean? Their cards really were a bad hand. And they did everything they thought in the moment. They thought was right they thought was good and technically when they see you standing in front of them right now accomplished you know career woman career man driven guided you know successful it's hard for them to believe that they did anything wrong because there you are you think a father who wasn't there for you is going to see you big become the 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 Brand ambassador or the face off or the manager or or the CEO of this company, you think he's not going to tell his his friends that you're his child? Because despite him, there you stood. He feels like he did what like no wrong. And then something appearance come with. And they make you feel like you're being ungrateful, you know? Because look at how they added to your story. I'm not fighting it, you know. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. But if we're to focus on healing, it might just be a lonely journey. It might just be a lonely path. And it starts with realizing that you were wronged. That they wronged you. And that you deserve better. It starts with realizing that you you don't have to continue that cycle. Because I don't feel like a lot of parents intentionally were malicious to their children some of them were and if you are a parent who were intentionally malicious don't provoke me okay some of them were and if you were a child raised by such a parent i just me just wish me could hug you in this year pandemic i just wish i could hug you because i know it cannot be easy and i know it has not been easy to realize that we were innocent beings brought into this world of sin and now here we are, living and paying rent and waiting for our number to get called to go back where we came from. I don't know. It's it right with me. The least you could have did was love me. The least you could have did was been there. When we speak about bare minimum, it's not just food, shelter and clothing and housing and this, that. All you had to do was Listen. I find it funny how when they come talking to you and you have that irritated tone, you're the bad child. You are irritated with my presence. I don't understand. I don't get it. Now you want to love me. Maybe too late. You ever think about that? But 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 more uh, focusing more on, on other parents or on different parenting are the parents who weren't there for you, like you know, Barry in Jamaica. We call them barrel pitney. These are the children who were sentenced to 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 uh, other family members' house. So there's auntie, grandparents, and then their parents who would have been abroad sends them things in barrels. So clothes, you know, food. They send them foreign items, laptops, computers, money, you know, tablet, phone, earpods, yada 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 yada. yada. You know they weren't there, but. I've seen where that dynamic works. I've seen where they still called their children. Hey, you know, I sent money to grandma to put on the internet. I'm calling you, answer me. Tell me about your day. How do you feel? What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Tell me about your friends. Talk to me. Talk to me. That's it, you know. But we don't talk about be a minimum. Conversation is the bare minimum. But that's how I realized that you didn't actually rate me, you know what I mean? You didn't even want to converse with your child, and and again, not from a personal point of view. You know, this is a general thing. You find most parents don't, and it com. It is so important. It seems so little. It seems like oh, so fragile. But when every word you speak to me is belittling, is. Go in your room, it's rough, it's laced with heat, and just regret, you, you could tell that they regret having you, whenever, whenever word you speak is dark and comes from a place of you not wanting me in your presence, you're gonna tell me that don't me, you're gonna tell me I had to be assaulted, you're gonna tell me I had to be, you know, like, sent to the hospital with bruises or, or something for this to matter. But now here you are wanting to have a conversation. I don't know how we've never done that. That's never been done. What do we do? What's happening? What's what what what's going on? You see what I mean say? And so it's it's very it's very weird. And parents can find all the excuse they want, and in their own right, they're owed healing. They're owed their own healing, their own journey. But I feel like it it takes more than, oh, you know, I'm owed healing. It, it, it boils down to you actively seeking that healing. And, and, and that comes with owning up your mess. It comes with owning your, your mess, your faults. And, and oh, how much, hey. i you know, me agree. And I'm sorry. Oh, how far that could go. And so, if you're a parent who feels as though there's a disconnect between you and your child, we are wait pun. How is it that years later, your form of communicating is still yelling at me? And when I say at me, I represent my side. So I represent a number of people. I represent the topic at hand. So when I say me, I'm speaking about a broken child, not necessarily me, Nasika, Aliman. But me, a general me, how can you still come to me as a, as a big woman? No, as a big, clean, educated woman, I shut down. I'm not responding to hate. I'm not responding to negativity. I'm not responding to threats, to abuse. to So when you come in my face hurling in insults and barking at me and i shut down there's no more response i have nothing to say there's nothing i have nothing to say to you what are you doing this is honestly laughable and you're like oh can't talk to me because you're not gonna know everything yeah i have there's nothing to say i have nothing to say because it's either me shut up or we're in an argument near forever you know what i mean and that level of silence, that level of I'm over it, that level of numbness subtracts from the relationship. Because when you no longer go toe to toe with them, hey, you're done, you don't know. And the minute you get out, don't expect them to call you. Don't expect your child to be in your face and in your presence all the time because it's not a fun presence. It's a belittling one, it's one where we don't thrive. And sometimes I wish parents would understand that despite all you've done, quote unquote, despite all you've claimed to have done, your child just waits to get out. They just wait to get away. That's their fantasy. That's their motivation because they're good in spite of you. Not because, in spite. Despite your parenting, they're good. And I'm not bashing every parent because every tick of them who are bush. Everybody, you know. They have their own story. Everybody had their own journey, their own experience. And as I said, hurt people hurt people. So if you were a poor parent, I'm not saying this for you to feel bad. I'm saying this for you to understand where your child or children are coming from. Because can don't have more I want people who Make the same mistake constantly. What's wrong? What's happening? At some point. You must realize it's not difficult to say I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I wronged you. What's so odd? You not apologize to your friend. Him? No, as big people. As big adults. You not apologize to no boss. Don't you apologize to your friends? Then again, that opens up a whole tin of worm because the generations before us weren't too big for an apology they just come to the set the food ready. The food is finished. Come eat. You know, they don't, they aren't big on, hey, I messed up. I did this wrong. And here I am to apologize for said wrong. Forgive me. They aren't too big on that. But as this generation on my side, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you all realize how far an apology could go. How far... It adds to healing. How wholesome it could be to have. Because I mean, if if they were to change, you don't think people want them parents? You know what I mean? Like as much as we are willing to walk away in the name of peace, in the name of sanity, in the name of self, you don't think they'd love to have you around? The better version of you? The you you are with your friends? The you you are with your boss and the people you rate really and respect. You don't think they'd love to have you around? And be able to be like, oh no, I'm your girl and I'm mommy. Everybody else can say that I want them. You don't think they'd love to say that as well? Shake up your follygones. grounds ought to be shaken up. Now, if you're a poor parent who experienced poor parenting, a time for mend those wounds, you know, feel so? It's time to do better. It's time now that we've acknowledged because if you can sit here and say hey, I didn't do the best as a parent you know I didn't do the best but I realized that that's a big step. Owning that is a big step and so moving forward, bring that sense of acknowledgement to your child. better better for Gu. Better for go on my side. This has been my longest episode. Uh, and, and and don't you feel like it's fitting? I did say it was poor parenting extended. I did say it was poor parenting extended. And, you know, there are things that are important that we mention. And I think I've touched on it all. I think I've touched on it all. I think parents just in general need to be more more aware is one. And take more ownership because they would want us to own our mistakes. And so I feel like it's important that they own their mistakes. I feel like that's very, very, very important. And so while I do, I want to say pity them. I also don't because you should do better. You see what I'm saying? You should do better. And so... Uh, to the people who experience poor parenting and they're currently on that journey of healing again, one day after the other later twenty years so before you know it, this healing process would have been complete but i what I would recommend what I'm on the journey of doing is finding myself, finding my voice you know yeah man that voice I lost you know because of whatever reason i'm I'm on the journey to finding me. Not who I'm told to be, not who they wanted me to be, not who they they, they they pressured me in being. But me, what I want, what makes me happy, what makes Nashika Shumayo. Well, oh my gosh. And I think it's very important too that I point out that this episode was recorded without me ever even stopping. That means for what is about to be going on 50, 50 minutes, I didn't let up at all. I did not let up at all. The moat is just running. I've just been going. Oh my gosh. Um, But I hope this was sensible. This is my final episode about talking about a topic in our society. And looking at it from a whole new perspective. I'm getting emotional again. And I hope you guys made it to the end of this episode. Because you guys asked for this. Okay. Uh, And of course, you can always pause and come back. I don't see why not. But you guys want to stay tuned for my final episode, which will be coming next week, Wednesday. I have also successfully recorded six months worth. Of podcast episodes and me, Nasika Leila Aleman, I could not be more proud of myself. I could not be more in love and obsessed with my side. And if I could love you guys and hug you guys, I really, really would. I really would. Pandemic and all, I really would. Um, you guys have been the butt of my joy for the past six months. You've seen it all and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about that in my finale episode of season one. For now though for now I'm I'm baya, baya, baya. I'm very happy I'm very happy um and I'm on cloud 9 which is crazy because I thought after you know the news day yesterday and the topic today I would have been in a very bad mood but something about ending my podcast always reminds me one that I'm not alone. And two, that there's so much love in this world because I love you. I love you all, my side. I really, 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 really do. And I hope you loved this episode. If you did, for sure, remember, I'm putting that comments, questions, concerns box on spotify if you're listening on spotify otherwise you could always reach out to me on any social media platform my side over tiktok at nasika aleman and it's at nasika aleman on every social media platform can you believe it oh my gosh i kind of don't want to stop recording i wish we could talk forever but don't worry my side after i take this season's break we're coming back and we're coming better than ever but we're gonna leave that for my final episode my side my side i hope you guys have an amazing night (laughs) take care This has been another episode of the Naseeka Nightly Podcast with your regular host, Naseeka Aleman. Come again next week for another episode with a different perspective, only here at Naseeka Nightly Podcast. Until then, you know the drill. Take care of yourself.